Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is Season 5, Episode number 17. If you're keeping track at home, that means 211 episodes. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And Craig, I am back after my week off. I had a fabulous time at Two Roads Area 2 listening to ghost stories while you and Sean did a fantastic job in my absence. I've already used the word fantastic too many times this episode. It was fantastic, and I'm, <laughs> it's fantastic to be back. We have... A ton to cover. Like, too much stuff to cover. So let's get right into it. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight, this is going to be the first time this year I've had on the podcast, and I will tell myself to cue the music, I'm having Rosemary's Baby. Nice. Because you had to go to the, the brewery to get it. I did, because Britt and I had a beer adventure to look for uh, pumpkin beer, and it Last failed. Last Saturday. Last Saturday. before it, Halloween, yeah. It, it failed horribly, and I went to two more places after that to look for it, and it was gone, so I, I went to the source. So we hit five, five, that means five different liquor stores in total and could not find Rosemary's Baby. Nope. Now, searching for it the day before Halloween is probably not efficient, but right, besides right. that. All right, well, good. Well, I am also opening a Two Roads beer, and I'm going to open it right now with my new fancy, oh, that did not make the sound effect I was hoping for. It's time. I just opened a holiday ale. Oh, nice! We get two kinds of music. Yep. Not it's 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 early. It's I understand it's early for Christmassy type stuff. It's never too early for holiday ale, ever. Oh. And then we we oh. did find that in our quest to look for pumpkin beer, which is the mm. funny part. <laughs> That's the amazing part. We went out looking for Rosemary's Baby. We came home with holiday ale, which we didn't know had been released. <laughs> nope. Oh. So that was a nice surprise. So, all right, we are going to, so we're going to change up our format very slightly this week, guys. There is so much going on. We are not going to have time for burning hot takes. We are just going to go straight through the news stories that have erupted since we last all spoke. We're going to start, I mean, there's just so many places to start. Let's start with the Derrick Henry Henry injury. (laughs) Derrick Henry has surgery this week. There are reports in The Athletic that this kind of a repair surgery is not an easy automatic repair. That there, but it is hopeful, and it looked like everything went well. Craig, let's just let's let's just hope for the best for Derrick Henry for right now. But in the short term, let's talk about the impact on the Titans from a fantasy and from a team perspective. How does this injury affect the Titans? So going over this last year with the Titans, like looking at it, clearly Derrick Henry was the same thing as uh, Christian McCaffrey was to the Panthers, is to the Panthers. They're, most of their offense comes from that single player. Yeah. So now that he is out, that is definitely going to change the dynamic of their offense. I don't know if they had a backup plan. I hope they do. I mean, does the this backup inc- plan is Adrian Peterson? Apparently. Apparently. And does this increase, you know, the fantasy value of like of uh, Ryan Tannehill or AJ? You know, we'll find out. Um, so. I mean, I think I think the key point for the average football fan to realize here and I think most of the folks the most of the folks who listen to us are savvy enough that they already know this but you sit there and you say oh well it's a next man up situation not in this case I know that that's a lot way a lot of uh, teams approach an injury like this Derrick Henry commanded so much attention on the field that it changes the entire dynamic of the team yeah, like and defenses defenses would just follow Derrick Henry, which would leave like three other people open. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. It it changes everything. Everyone on the offense is affected by this because it's not it not only is the performance of Derrick Henry a key indicator, the threat 
of Derrick Henry is an issue for most teams. The threat of Derrick Henry is now gone. And as such, that changes the entire face of the franchise. It could not come at a worse time. They're at the Rams this week. They are, and the the Rams are just on fire. The Rams. I'm sorry. We called this. We said this was a strong possibility. We did this for the for the entirety that I have been on this. If if Matt Stafford has been healthy, I've been saying Matt Stafford is better than his record with the Lions indicates. So, then yeah. he's he's proving that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So I think you have to does does. Tell me how this affects your viewing the Titans as fantasy options going forward the rest of the year. Because I think it really downgrades everybody for me. It does downgrade. Yeah, I, I would put people at a downgrade, especially in, I don't know, so much with season long, because you can, like, everyone's still viable, but DFS, probably. Definitely like, with DFS, <laughs> but more so with season long. I, I, I'm totally with you there. Absolutely with DFS, and maybe to a slighter degree. Yeah, so, for example, rather. because of another news thing running go over, I had to pick up Ryan Tannehill as a as my starter in one league because uh, my other two QBs are are done for now. So, so let's sh- <laughs> let's shift into that story because that's how rapid fire we got to move tonight, folks. We got so much going on here. Craig is talking about the uh, placement of Aaron Rodgers on the COVID nineteen list. Now, all the reports are is that Rodgers tested positive for COVID. That's a concern because in August, on August 26, 2021, Rob Demfoski tweeted, quote, this was Roger's response to being asked about the vaccine, quote, yeah, I've been immunized. There's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated, and it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. <laughs> Apparently, what Aaron Rodgers describes as immunization is not the vaccination process. Now, that means it could, and he did acquire, request an exemption for immunotherapy instead of the vaccine. We have to be understanding here, and I'm not putting down homeopathic medicine at all when I say this. Craig is a strong believer in in proven homeopathic practices. I'm not going to out him any more than that, (laughs) um, but he and I have had discussions about this off the air. When you're talking about homeopathic processes and you're not clear on what those things are, Mm -hmm. it can be anything from acupuncture to a herbal specialist to a dietary consultant to a voodoo priestess to a demonologist (laughs) to an astrologist it could be literally anything you could be consulting a psychic and asking the spirits what you should do that it all of these things are under what we consider non-traditional medicine some of it's legit some of it's not for Aaron Rodgers to stand up in, in August and say, I've been immunized, is really misleading to, to me. So, Craig, a whole bunch to unwrap here. Mm-hmm. First off, it, did Rodgers lie to us? He, <laughs> I would say that he stretched the truth because no one picked up on what he actually said until right now. Mm-hmm. So... I don't so I don't think he was lying with what he said because he probably did do something, but no one no one picked up on the fact he didn't say vaccinated, right? So. And he and his request for alternate therapy was denied, which is why he's in the unvaccinated protocol. That's the thing. If you mm-hmm. don't follow, so and that's and so I'm looking at the the tweet from Rob Dombowski again. Works for ESPN. 
He's the Green Bay guy. Somebody immediately responded to his tweet because he reposted it again today. And the dude responded, you do realize you could still test positive even after having the vaccine. And a guy was like, you do realize unvaccinated and vaccinated players have different protocols for when they test positive. That's the key. <laughs> that is true. Be- because he's in the unvaccinated protocol, we now know Aaron Rodgers did not complete vaccination by league standards. And right. the league standards are the same standards that apply to me as a worker of human services that Craig himself have undergone that most of America has undergone. Aaron Rodgers decided he was going to either leave, listen to a nutritionist, a pathologist, or a voodoo <clears throat> priest mm-hmm. and went a different route. Whatever route he chose to go was not approved by the NFL. And he said to us, I've been immunized. Right. That's what he said, and like I said, he did not, I don't think he lied. It just no one paid attention to what he actually said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I honestly believe, but I honestly believe he used those that choice of words to try and get us off his back, so to speak. In he August? He chose those words carefully. That, yeah. Yeah. No, he he, he definitely did. Because he, he knows that if he didn't say that, uh, he would have gotten a lot of backlash, and he was already tired of people... You know, people going back and forth about him playing and not playing. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So that's where we're at. And and Devonte Adams is also on the COVID list from the week before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now on top of it, everyone and their mother's been asked about this. The coach was the coach was asked, "Do you think that that he misled you or that he didn't give you the proper information?" And the coach, who by the way was handpicked by Rogers. When he oh, got yeah. the last coach fired, don't forget that. LaFleur was true. his hand-picked head coach. That's right. Which is the other thing that really just pisses me off about the whole thing of the Rodgers saga. They never consulted me on, on pickups. They fired the coach they wanted because you didn't want him. How much fucking insight do you have to provide on the team direction? Are you going to complain that you don't like the pretzel vendors next? They fired a good coach to bring in the guy you wanted and you're still bitching. And now you have COVID and now you're not doing anybody any good anywhere. Nope. All right. I'm done with that bit. I, you can tell I'm fired up tonight. There's just so much going on. So the coach was just kind of like, you're going to have to ask Aaron when he got back. That's a great question. Aaron's going to have to answer that. Aaron Jones was asked about it. Um, I'm looking for it. Packers running back, this is according to SI, Packers running back Aaron Jones was asked about Aaron Rodgers' vaccination status but refused to answer on Wednesday. Quote, that's not for me to say, quote, end quote, uh, start a quote again. I believe that's HIPAA, so I'm not even going to get into that. End quote. I work in an industry regulated by HIPAA. Let me make this really clear. People, People are very confused on what that actually means. HIPAA only covers medical providers and employers. Aaron Jones does not pay him. And to the best of my knowledge, unless Aaron Jones is the voodoo priest who did whatever ritual he did that he called immunization, is not a medical provider. HIPAA doesn't cover you. Now, that doesn't mean he has to answer the question. He doesn't have to speculate. But it really drives me nuts as a person in a healthcare field when someone says, that's HIPAA. No, it's not unless you're the employer or the provider. Exactly. No, I, Remember I, that, that's folks. <laughs> that's why I can sit here and I can tell you right now, me personally, Aaron Rodgers 
not getting the vaccine is stupid. Why? Because I'm not covered by HIPAA with regards to Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. That's right. You are not his doctor or insurance company. Or his voodoo practitioner. That's right. I don't mean to say that all homeopathic is voodoo. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that what non-regulated medical stuff, some of it's really legit, and some of it is Tom Brady's personal trainer. That's all I'm saying. True. That's all I'm saying. That's true. Now I'm going to get sued by his former personal trainer, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so, okay, so you don't, don't, no, don't, don't hide behind HIPAA there. Let's, all right, so moving on. All right, so while all this was happening... Oh, my God. Where do we even go next? Michael Thomas. He will be out the rest of the year. As this is the, no the, one is surprised. <laughs> as no one is surprised. And this is the least impactful news story on my screen. Uh, it is because he, he hasn't played since last year. So this is the least impactful. Does it impact? Does it impact the Saints at all, Craig, at this point? I, I mean, mean, maybe because they I don't know. Maybe they could have traded him. Other than that, I don't think so. I mean, we haven't even talked about the fact that Jameis got hurt. That Jameis is done oh, yeah, for that, the year. He was my other QB, so that that's why I picked up Tannehill. <laughs> so between bye weeks, Jameis Winston's injury, Aaron Rodgers being a dumbass. By the way, it also came out that he was unmasked. He was seen unmasked and photographed unmasked at a Halloween party last weekend. Because that's not the perfect place for somebody who hasn't had the vaccine to catch the goddamn virus. Cool. Can I sue him? Can I sue Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> you know is, what? Is, do I, I, hit... I mean, I'm sure there's people in Vegas who are equally as upset or more oh, so. We, I had the shift of the line as part of this argument. We just don't have time to get into it. You did? The line shifted hardcore, like four points. Jesus. Like the line shifted from like I think the Chiefs opened at like at like eight point underdogs and now they're eight point favorites. That's like a sixteen point shift. Damn. Now it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But it was it was it was a shift. There was a huge shift. And the, the over under dropped. The over under dropped significantly. I think by like six or seven points. Huh. Go figure. All right, so Michael <laughs> Thomas is out for the year and we don't have time to talk about it because there's just too much else going on. Odell Beckham Jr., next. Odell's been sent home from practice. Why? Because his dad tweets at Baker. Uh, yeah, he posted an Instagram thing about how he's showing all the times Odell was open and they didn't throw to him. And I'm pretty sure Odell is done in Cleveland. <laughs> Period. <laughs> like, I don't see... I think he was getting frustrated before. And now that, you know, Landry's been out and then Odell's sort of back and they're not throwing to him even with him be playing honestly i don't think them winning or losing is coming down to odell because clearly they can win without him and i just don't think he's a good fit for for cleveland anymore and see cinch i am it, not a browns hater i'm just saying he's not a good fit for that team anymore <laughs> and there are now reports out of cleveland that odell has voluntarily cut all contact with the eight the head coach kevin stefanski like, the reason he's been told not to come back is because he just didn't show up for practice today, and when the head coach called him, he just he sent the call to voicemail and never called him back. He ignored his coach. So this yep. is the point in the program where Craig and I warned everyone who's a Cleveland Browns fan, where, <laughs> where we take credit, and we told you, we fucking warned you. <laughs> we told you. 
I tried to warn you. You go back and pull up the goddamn tape. I don't even remember what week it was. The remember. week he went to Cleveland. And people are like, oh, my God, this is a fresh start for Odell. Odell's going to be the biggest guy in Cleveland history. The Browns are actually going to level off. And we told you you were stupid and wrong. <laughs> we told you this. How many more times do we have to tell you this? How many more times do we have to see these, air quotes, personalities at mm-hmm. wide receiver go from team to team? Oh, it's a fresh start for T.O. Was it? Was it? He was a Bengal. Didn't help. <laughs> was it a fresh start in the Bengals? Was it a fresh start in Dallas? Was it a fresh start anywhere? <laughs> mm, no. no. Odell's going to be great in Cleveland. Guess what? He's not. And you know who's not shocked? Us. Us. Because we told you this. <clears throat> yeah. There Listen, old... a reminder, folks. Uh, you know, I know we don't get paid by large TV things, but we've been watching football for an extremely long time and following it. So I think, uh, I think you should pay attention. Just saying. This team, this team, the two of us, Sean, Cinch, and The Source, have over 150 years combined of football fan experience. We have over 100 years of fantasy football experience (laughs) combined. It's a long time. (laughs) We know what we see. Does it mean we're always right? No. But I go back to, this is, Ages ago, and I'm trying not to get sidetracked today, Yeah, but there was an old uh, Robot Chicken. For those who remember Adult Swim and remember Robot Chicken, I loved Robot Chicken. They did a stupid skit where Optimus Prime got prostate cancer, which is not a funny thing, but they did it with like a robot, and they did it in kind of like a, this is why you should get checked out kind of thing. Mm -hmm. In that same episode... Four skits later, a man is being told he has cancer, and it could have been prevented had he got checked sooner. And Optimus Prime busts through the wall and goes, what did I just fucking tell you? (laughs) That's where I'm at right now with this. Yep. Number one, get your preventive medicine screening. Don't go to a witch doctor. At least not for that. (laughs) The term Papa is not a replacement for doctor. Really, Dr. because Shango? I saw Papa Shango, and, uh, you know, he looked legit. <laughs> but Papa Shango is not the same as Dr. Shango. Just say it. <laughs> Just say it. Okay? It's, doctors have degrees. Even if, it's, even if it's homeopathic, doctors have degrees from things we call schools. Yes. Papa Shango has a shrunken head on a stick. <laughs> yeah, but would you argue with him, though? I wouldn't argue with him, but I wouldn't go see him if I was sick. <laughs> so get your preventative medicine and listen. To, we, we told you. We just fucking told you this. We've been saying it every week for the last three or four years. It, it doesn't. Now, here's what's worse. Yeah. According to Jordan Schultz of the Schultz Report, the Saints and Raiders have both expressed interest in getting Odell Beckham Jr. I mean... I think the, right now, I mean, guess what? We can segue into the next topic. I think Odell yeah. probably should go to the Raiders out of those two, out of the two teams who need someone. Well, the Saints just lost Michael Thomas for the year. Right, but he wasn't playing anyway. And they still appear to be something of a contender. Yeah. But that segues into the Raiders and the terrible news out of the Raiders camp this week. Henry Ruggs has been released by the, the Raiders after having a car accident that cost someone their life. 
According to investigators, he was driving 156 miles per hour and he ended up hitting someone and killing them and he was intoxicated while doing it. The toxicology reports came back this morning, 0.16 alcohol. Which is twice the legal limit in Nevada. And he yes. had a loaded gun in the car. And it was You know, t- I'm going to give him a pass on the loaded gun. Let me start there really quick. If you're a celebrity or you know celebrities, they get threatened all the time. They get stalked That's, all the time. There is a number of folks, and I'm not a big Second Amendment that, guy. That's true. I'm just saying the combination of all three together, that's what... Yeah. Would I be walking around with a loaded gun while I myself was loaded? No. But I also would never get behind the wheel of a car that loaded either. Have yeah. I been that loaded? Have you met me? <laughs> yeah, but We call the... that Saturday. That's right. Or Broyer's Eve. Or bro, oh God, I guess. Oh, but, <laughs> I can't talk about Broyer's Eve. But yeah, so unfortunately, a 23-year-old woman died and her dog uh, died in the accident. And and the thing is, crazy thing is, the NFL, even though they do have their substance abuse policies, they know that players do things. They have a free yeah. car service. Yep. That's I don't even think it's like Uber. I think it's just their own it's service. It's not. It's just their it's own not, thing. It's like, it's like Roger Goodell in a, like a limo. Yeah. He just drives around this, the universe and, and <laughs> picks up drunk NFL players. And they just, it's all they do, like, just call them and they'll pick you up. And that's it's private. Yeah. No one even knows if you use it in the league. Yep. It's completely private. And do you know why? Because protecting the shield is always the most important thing. That's true. And this is the kind of shit that happens when you don't take those things seriously. So beyond that, the Raiders are five and two. They are a game up on the Chargers and two games, a game and a half up on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Does this affect the Raiders? Uh, I think it definitely will if they don't get someone to replace him because he was leading the team. I don't know if he was leading. I think he was leading in receptions and touchdowns. I have to look that up. Uh, I don't have but I think he was me. there. He was their leading receiver. So they definitely need someone to fill that gap. I mean, Odell might be, but, you know, the trade deadline is over. Um, so what, for whatever little it's worth on our end, and obviously we don't know these folks, but our thoughts go out to the family and of uh, the woman and the dog who passed. That's terrible. We hope that, um, they can find some peace and we hope that this serves as a wake up call for other players that you have to do your shit right. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. No, well, that sums that up really. As if you needed more bad news, Cole Beasley is trending on Twitter. Oh, Jesus, why? Uh. <laughs> While Britt's looking that up, uh, the next thing I have, uh, Saquon and Xavier McKinney have also gone on the COVID-19 list. Who is? Saquon Barkley and the giant oh. safety, Xavier McKinney. If a, player hasn't, if a player is injured and goes on the COVID-19 list and falls over in the woods, does, does, it, does anyone hear? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm- so. This impacts so. the Giants as much as if I went on the COVID-19 list right now because <laughs> Saquon has done nothing because of his injury. Mm-hmm. And that's not a criticism. It's just, it's not news to me. Does it, does it matter? Um, I'm not criticizing you for bringing it up. I'm no, asking you the question. I'm just going down does with it. I don't matter? think it, it does not matter at all right now. Not at all. And I appreciate you bringing it up because we're trying to be thorough and on a busy news week. Apparently Cole Beasley has turned off his Twitter. Oh, good. That's why he's trending. Wait. That's why yeah, he's trending. trendy because he turned off his Twitter because, oh, you know, impressive. he's a jackass. By the way, you never realize how short Cole Beasley is until you see the picture of him hugging 
Josh Allen, and Josh Allen could literally use his head as a coaster. <laughs> he's got he's got to have at least six to eight inches on him. Kind of funny. So anyway, all right. So we're moving on from that. Right, more on this trade deadline happened. It happened. A lot of people didn't get traded that I thought were going to get traded. I, you know what? And we're because we're so strapped for time this week. We'll talk about that later. Let's talk about the trades that did happen. I'm opening another beer. Why? Because I kind of have to. What are you drinking? My own sanity. <laughs> this is a crucial mass. Oh. Uh, from counterweight, <clears throat> which is a whole other story. <laughs> That's a funny Frank story. And I have a tremendous crucial mass story <laughs> we have to share. We just don't have time to share it today. We will share that in a future episode. Um, we 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 actually almost got kicked out of a bar over crucial mass <laughs> this past weekend. <laughs> anyway. Teaser for a future episode. Stay tuned. Trades that did happen. There were a couple of big ones. First off, the Chiefs sent Laurent Devernard Tardif to the Jets for tight end Dan Brown. Why is this a big deal? Well, Tardif was the guy who took last season off because he's a doctor and didn't have his license to serve in the COVID. That's him. Oh. He's been sent to the Jets. He's been exiled to the Jets. That's why it's significant. The Jets offensive line is broken horribly. People are also saying the acquisition of Dan Brown is a sign that there's something wrong with Travis Kelsey and that the Chiefs recognize there's something wrong with Travis Kelsey. I think that's QAnon-level conspiracy, which, uh, well, do you know how... Yeah. Go ahead. No, my question, like, since you're the, the resident Chiefs fan, do you think, though, that is... Because I haven't looked at their their salary numbers. Are you think right. they're worried about Kelsey's money next year? That's possible. Like, they're like, that's oh, possible. we can't afford everyone, so here's a cheap tight end. I think they're also worried that Kelsey didn't look right on Sunday. I'm sorry, Monday night did not look right. Um, and he, he fumbled. That was weird. He just didn't look right. Hmm. So I think that's part of it. Um, the chiefs also required Melvin Ingram from the Steelers. Eh, I'm okay with that. But the big news was Von Miller going to the Rams for a 2022 second round and a 2022 third round pick. Now, wow. before I get Craig's take on this, on his way out the door, Noah Fant, who's, by the way, injured and has COVID, <laughs> decided oh, to talk man. about how he was upset with his teammates because they wanted to party at a Halloween party that he had originally suggested, but thought was inappropriate because they had been losing. Von Miller, not Noah Fant. Von Miller. But Noah Fant had no problem throwing Von Miller under the bus on the radio station in Denver over this. So number one, let's take, we're going to take this question in three parts, just one at a time. Number yeah. one, is this the Rams signaling that they really think they're a contender? I think so. I mean, the Rams, first of all, I mean, you look at the Rams, their offense is phenomenal. Their defense has always been like, it was good, but it was kind of like, yeah, there were some bad, bad games, bad plays. This, I think, solidifies their defense even more. And, you know, with this, they could, I could see them winning the division and I'm not going to be surprised. The Rams defense has allowed 168 points, which is the third lowest in the division, mm-hmm. just in the <clears throat> NFC West. And they've scored 245 points, which is second in the division. The t- one team that's better than in points for and points against is the Arizona Cardinals. This yeah. is the Rams <laughs> signaling. They have an intention to make a run. Excuse me. No question in my mind. None. Yeah, no, they definitely do. If everyone stays healthy, knock on wood, because I have several of those players, uh, the Rams the Rams can go pretty far, I think. 
By the way, this was completely missed, but we have no undefeated, undefeated teams going into week nine. None. Um, I don't think we had one going into that last week either. No. 72, yeah. 72 Dolphins can pop their champagne. That's right, because Green Bay is 7-1, Arizona is 7-1, the Rams are 7-1. and one. Yeah. Cowboys are 6-1, and one, Packers are 7-1, and one, the Bucks are 6-2. and two. Just saying. Tennessee is 6-2. Uh, who's the yeah? Tennessee six and two is the best team in the AFC. The NFC looks like it might be the the powerhouse this year. All right, so part two of the question about Von Miller. Yeah, is it appropriate for Von Miller's teammates to be saying shit like, "Yeah, he had a rift in the locker room before he left"? Uh, I don't think stuff like that should really. I think stuff like that needs should stay in the locker room unless like something else happened directly, you know, like say if the trade happened because of that, maybe, but generally no, which is what people are going to think when they see that headline, right? Von Miller did something or something. Somebody did something with involving Von Miller. And he was like, get me the fuck out of Denver. I don't think Von Miller wanted to be traded because of a goddamn Halloween party. No. Cause there were reports too, that he wanted people to pay for it and no one wanted to, but I mean, all honestly, all these guys are very well off. So I like that. I don't kind of, I don't really believe that story if it involves money because they can all afford it. So yeah, I don't remember what the third part of that question was, and I'm I'm tired, so I'm moving on. <laughs> we've been on, we've been up over thirty minutes already, mm-hmm. and we haven't done anything but progress past news. No. So you know what? Let's lighten the air a little bit. Let's play America's favorite game. If you're new to us, America's Favorite Game is where I ask Craig to figure out what are the best lines for betting on this week in terms of over-unders for daily fantasy. There's a strong correlation between points scored and fantasy scores. So you want to target games that have high over-under. We draw that line at 50+. plus. So I'm asking Craig right now, tell me every game that is at least a 50 over under and then tell me who we're going to use in those games. Now, Craig, it's an easy week. Okay. There's two games. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> you get three strikes. Tell me the two games on the schedule that have an over under of at least 50. All right. Let me just look at the schedule here. <laughs> All right. We have nothing under 40, by the way. So there'll be no okay. downside to this. Just be a brief one this week. See. Which is fine because we spent over thirty minutes on our opening <laughs> segment. All right, let me see here. Uh, let's go. Raiders, Giants, no. Falcons, no. Dolphins, no. Uh, hmm. Let's go. What you don't think? You don't think that that the Texans, Dolphins <laughs> is gonna, the only thing shocking about Houston Texans at Miami Dolphins is that it isn't under forty. <laughs> Because we do that. We do over 50 and under 40. I have nothing under 40 this week. The only thing shocking is that Texans-Dolphins is not under 40. Bears-Steelers. Who's going to watch that? Sorry, Another Sean. one. Why is that not under 40? <laughs> um, all right. Let's go Let's go Titans-Rams since we were just talking about both of them. 53 and a half. Absolutely correct. I am... I, I buy heavily on the Rams that you could afford. When we get to the metric, you're going to find out that Cooper Cup is so expensive you have to fade him. <laughs> but you know, I, I'm not buying any Texans. I'm buying Rams anywhere I can afford them. Absolutely, absolutely, any of them. I really. I said like three years ago that Daryl Henderson would have his shot, and then last year they drafted Cam Akers, and everyone was like, "Oh, see, 
I bought Daryl Henderson in every dynasty format we have. I bought him low, and my God, I look like rich Uncle Pennybags from from Monopoly right now. <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. Like, I've got a monocle and a top <laughs> hat and a fancy mustache, and I'm just walking around flipping y'all off with my fancy cane. All right. You said there's two, right? There's one more, yes. Ooh. And you have all three of your strikes. Craig gets three guesses, ah. three strikes. Wow, you know Family what? Family funerals. Wow. You know, you know, I'm not, it's going to be, a, this is a trap game for this. Because of the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams thing, Packers and Chiefs, I would normally say that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> okay. So let's let's play that game Yeah. really quick. What is Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are healthy? What's that over-under? Because I think it's like 56. Um, if, the, if everyone's healthy, yeah, I would say 56, 58 at the most, but yeah. Do you remember like three years ago, the Chiefs and the Rams had that epic game where the final score was like 42-41. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could have been that kind of game. Easily. Easily. But isn't. Isn't. So, all right. Um, so what are you guessing? You're, you're, you're skipping what you think is the trap game. Yeah. What are you guessing? Uh, let's go. Because there was another game on the schedule I look at and I go, man, that's a trap game right there. Uh, Bengals-Browns. All right, let's go. Let's go Vikings Ravens. Vikings Ravens 49 and a half. Strike oh, one. So close. Strike one. Was that your trap? I do like that, that game other trap too. game. <laughs> no, it's not. There is a trap game out there that looks so appealing mm. in my mind's eye. And then I look at the line and I'm like, oh, well, maybe not. Or maybe I just need to bet that game. I need to take the over. <laughs> maybe. Uh, let's see. All right. Uh, you're okay. So you are not big on them this year, but their offense, other than that Ravens game, I think is still pretty on par. Or you know, they're, they're pretty clicking pretty well, and I don't think their opponent's defense is superb. So I'm going to go Chargers Eagles. Chargers Eagles is correct. That's a fifty. Ooh, ooh, right on the line. That's a fifty. So. <sighs> Keenan Allen is cheap this week. He's like 6,800, which is really cheap for Keenan Allen. And I'm just kind of shocked that he's that low and it makes me want to use him. <laughs> but <sighs> it's your trap receiver. <laughs> he, yes. Somebody posted on Twitter the other day. Is Mike Williams back to being a stud number one or is he that week to week? Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to get. And my response to the guy was, when has he ever been a stud number one? <laughs> and the dude was like, look at his first six weeks. And I'm like, and? Studs do it over the course of seasons. Julio Jones had good seasons. Jerry Rice had good seasons. Cooper Cup is having a good season. Mike Williams has literally flips a coin in front of his locker to decide whether or not he's going to have 50% catch rate or not. Is, is Mike Williams and... Um... Uh, Evans, the same receiver. Are they the same? <laughs> no, because I think some of it's opportunity with uh, Williams. There was like, he had double digit targets in all but like three games this year. Mm-hmm. And one of the games he had two targets. So you read his targets, it's like 12, 10, 9, 2, 8, 10, 11. I'm like, wait, whoa, whoa, what happened there? <laughs> what What happened there? You know, Mike Evans, it's like 13 targets, seven catches. 13 targets, two catches. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a different kind of inconsistent. (laughs) The trap game I had in my mind for you was Cardinals at Niners. I was looking at that too. 
I just think that right now, I just think the Cardinals are just too much of a team for the 49ers right now. But can the 49ers keep up enough for that to push the total over 50? Um, if you think about it, the Cardinals go up by, went score 35 points. The question that becomes, can the Niners score 15? And apparently Vegas thinks no, because that line's 45 and a half. Wow, really? I might bet that. You would take the over in that? I would definitely take the over in that. I would definitely take the over in that. The conversation, I'm just going to be brutally honest with everybody, the conversation has left me feeling like I need a three-second break. Yeah. So, Craig, I want you to, I want you to, can you fill some airtime and talk a little bit more about the schedule? You know what? No. Yeah. No. Okay. No. I'm a beer and a half in, folks, no. and it's a weird week. Here's what we're going to do. I'm okay. gonna, we're going to move to our next segment. All right. We're doing it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> we're going to move to our next segment, which yes. is our pick segment. Okay. And then we're going to do the metric after that. When I'm done with my picks and giving you the source's intriguing pick, I'm going to go use the restroom and let you talk for a few minutes. <laughs> All right. Now, now, normally, good podcasts and good recording, they do that off the air. I don't care. I'm a, I, I've always <laughs> been up front with you guys. That's all there is to it. All right. So I, I communicated with the source today. And I said to him, give me a pick that's intriguing. So last week, Craig talked about this as our lock of the week. Right. That's not Wrong really word. what we're looking to do in this segment. We're looking for intriguing picks that are worthy of discussion. Sometimes it's a pick you're like, oh, my God, that's really freaking good. That looks like something I want to put money on. Sometimes it's not. It's just something worth discussion. So this week, I reach out to the source, and he just sends me a time and an address, and I drive (laughs) to this shadowy location, and I'm waiting outside my car, and all of a sudden I hear a voice echo and going, you're on time. I like that. And I'm like, all right, enough with this. Come out of the fucking shadows and tell me what's going on. He goes, no. I heard how you talk about me on the podcast, and I'm going to talk from back here. Here's all you need to know. The Cardinals minus one at the Niners is intriguing. And I said, why is it intriguing? And I got no response. (laughs) I went, hello? And I heard cars wheels screeching as something pulled away. That is how mysterious the source is. The source loves the Cardinals at minus one. Even though it's a divisional game, he thinks the Cardinals are way better than the Niners and that they will cover easily against the Niners. I'm going to take a different tact. Cardinals at Niners, as I just mentioned, is a 45 and a half. I love the over there. I am absolutely going to parlay with the sources information, Mm -hmm. and I'm taking the Cardinals minus one with the over and parlaying that into a quick and easy win. And if you're on one of the sites that's doing one of those, well, you need a three-thing parlay, a three-leg parlay, and you get a free bet, great. Look at the prop bets. Go with a prop bet that looks solid. Pick something else. Pick, pick. Pick Murray to have rushing yards. I don't know. But I love Cardinals minus one with the over against the Niners. Craig, fill two minutes airtime while I run. Go for it. All right. What do you like this week? Looking at the games this week, uh, we're going to go with the line bet first. Right now, one of the games that was at the over-under of 50, the Chargers and Eagles. The Chargers are giving one and a half to the Eagles. I'm pretty sure the Cardinals or the uh, Chargers, rather, are going to cover that fairly easily. Uh, The Chargers are away, so, I mean, they are playing in Philadelphia, but still, I can definitely see the Chargers covering that against the Eagles. Sometimes the Eagles look like 
a team that knows what they're doing and other times not really not not at all uh then another game that's kind of intriguing if you're doing the over under is the patriots panthers the over under of this game uh now that i just looked it up here is 41 41 points i could see right now the panthers their defense is in disarray their quarterback was benched I could definitely see that being an over 41-point game. So that is pretty intriguing to me. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any prop bets anywhere here. I have not had a chance to look at prop bets. I'm going to be ah, honest. I'm back. That's fine. Hey, he's Britt's back. I'm back. Uh, I was going to try apologies. to pick, Yeah. Mike, really quick, my apologies, everybody. Those who know me well or follow my live stream, I have a six-year-old splatter. Sorry. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah, prop bets, I'm going to have to look at. I don't have anything off the top of my head this week. That really screams to me, honestly. I just don't. But that's okay, because that segues us into the metric. Are you ready, Craig? I'm ready, especially with who's number one. And I'm going to open my second beer. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm halfway through my second beer, which is probably why I have the problem. What's your second beer tonight? Oh, my second beer is a beer that I also found at Two Roads. It is Rosemary's Stepchild. Oh, the sour. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for those who are completely unfamiliar... Rosemary's Baby is their base, base, air quotes, seasonal pumpkin ale. Rosemary's Other Baby is when they leave it in the tank a little bit longer so it gets like 8%. <laughs> and then Rosemary's Stepchild is when they sour the fuck out of it. <laughs> Have you tried the Stepchild before now? Uh, I tried it when I was there on Sunday. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. I'm not a sour guy. I don't like sours. I, uh, so I enjoyed it. It was good. It was different. As it should be. All right, so while Craig is pouring that, the obvious pick this week, so obvious that you should be afraid, is Jordan Love. <laughs> Jordan Love's $4,400 on DraftKings. He only needs to get to 14 points. I've got him slated for 15. I've read sites that have him slated for 16 to 18. I think he's an easy use this week. Now, here's the problem. Everyone is going to do it, Right? Everyone is going to use Jordan Love. So you need to have a pivot option. If you want to go expensive, Josh Allen at 8,200 against Jacksonville is probably a decent pivot option. You want to go cheap and low, Tyrod Taylor at Miami is only 5,000. That means he only needs 15 points. But me, in cash games, buying Jordan Love across the board. Because I don't even think they have a backup there. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be Bort. What? Bort. The Bort. Bort is back on a plane. Well, I'm sure he already landed. He's back in Green Bay. Are you telling me that Blake Bortles may be available in DFS this weekend? He may be. He may <laughs> be. <laughs> that, that Blake Bortles is clearly the number one. There's no question in anyone's mind. Blake Bortles. He's not even on the list, which means he's free. He's free. Blake Bortles, and if he's free, that means he's infinite X. He's got to score three points, and it doesn't make a difference because his salary is is $1, and you're fine. Huh, sorry. Uh, sorry, not sure what happened there. But, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I need you to promise me something. Yes. Because I know we're trying to get together for football on Sunday this week. Mm-hmm. If we are not in the same room, yeah. if anything happens to Jordan Love, knock on wood that he's fine, but yeah. if anything happens to Jordan Love, 
that you will take a sedative and <laughs> sit somewhere quiet and dark. Because I I already know if Blake Bortles runs out onto the field this weekend in Kansas City, my freaking phone is going to explode with between, incoming text. Between me and Sean, probably. Between you, Sean, Carmine, and everybody else who communicates with us about this pod. I'm going to go from zero to 47 text messages in at the time it takes me to blink. Oh, my God. Okay, moving on. Uh. Jordan Love, not Blake Bortles. In running back, Michael Carter seems to be finally coming into his own. Here's the problem. So is his price. He's up to 5,300. I still have him slated for 16 points, which puts him above the line. He's a risky play, but I'm balancing it with Jonathan Taylor. Here's the other problem. That's a night game, isn't it? Isn't Jets Indy? Uh, is that Thursday? It's Thursday night, yes. That's outside the main slate. So while that's a great Thursday night play, that doesn't leave you guys a lot of option for the main slate. So what I'm doing, I'm looking at Zeke and either Nick Chubb or Damian Harris. Zeke is 7K, but Denver can't stop the run. And by the way, they just traded Von Miller. So I like Zeke this week, and I like Nick Chubb this week. Who do you like at running back? I skipped asking you who you like at quarterback (laughs) because I know who you like at quarterback. Who do you like at Um, running back? So at running back, I think I'm going to go this week. I think I'm going to go like mid-tier. Or maybe a little a little more pricey. So I, I do like Austin Eckler against Philly. Okay. And at, if for a cheaper play, I do like Zach Moss against Jacksonville. He's only 5,300. Is Singletary healthy? Singletary's healthy. That's the problem there. I can't get behind either one of them. It's like, it's seriously like they do a coin toss. Yeah, it's true. They they just They just flip a coin before the game starts. It's so hard to predict. I mean, I also like Daryl Henderson. He's uh, 6,900, but I just don't think he's going to get the value. Joe Mixon's intriguing at 71. How do you feel about Aaron Jones at 7,200 against the Chiefs? I think they're going to lean on him like crazy. Listen, breaking news. The Chief defense isn't good. No, they're not. They are. They are okay, really quick. Are they Marty, Marty Schottenheimer level bad? Or no, they... because Marty Schottenheimer was a defensive coach. <laughs> well, he did have you... a school of tackling. You're, you know, you're thinking about the, the Gunther Williams team. When <laughs> Gunther Williams succeeded him, and Gunther Williams was like, I don't know, somebody can coach this team defensively. You don't ask me anymore. And then all of a sudden, we would Craig and I would sit and watch a game, and Craig would count out loud the number of Chiefs who touched a runner as he ran 70 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> Five, six. That guy got back up, but he counts again, seven, <laughs> eight, nine, ten touchdown. And you'd be like, oh, my God, literally everybody but one guy had a hand on that play and didn't make it. And the one guy who didn't make the play, didn't wasn't involved at all, has been clutching his ankle the entire time. <laughs> he fell over after the snap, and he's been clutching his ankle. That's how bad it was in the, in the late 80s. Are they that level bad? No. No. They're just incompetent. They can't cover anybody they can't cover so and that's where i think i think jordan loves gonna have a spectacular debut i really do i think jordan loves gonna have 300 yards and he's gonna have three touchdowns he's probably gonna have two or three picks but he's gonna have a spectacular debut and that game is probably going into the over go either way but the final score of that game is probably 30 to 27 i I I just i feel it i I feel it the chief offense is too good to be this bad for long, and the chief defense is too incompetent to stop anybody. 
So consequently, you're just going to have this mass of points. Yeah, no, I, we are I agree. So far, we are so far past out of time. We got to move on to wide receiver. Who do I like a wide receiver? Well, I'm going to tell you. I like Byron Edwards. Brian, I'm sorry, Byron. Brian Edwards. I'm going to balance Brian Edwards and Cooper Cup everywhere I can. I'm also going to throw in Miko Hardman and Nico Collins. Why? Because they're the second options in their respective offenses, and they both have favorable matchups, and they're both under 4,000. If I can leverage Edwards, Cup, and Hardman into saving money so I can use better running backs, I'm going to do it this week. Craig, what do you like? Uh, so this week, I do like Brian Edwards. And if you want to stay with... If you want to stay with Vegas, um, you do also have Hunter Renfro. He is forty eight hundred, so he's a little yeah. under three x. He's like two or point two six. But uh, that's part of that's because it's the Giants, and the Giants secondary is decent. Yeah, I uh, I do like T Higgins uh, playing the Rams, and if you're looking for, you know, someone that pro- someone who's been consistent, and I realize he's a Steeler, but Deontay Johnson has been consistently good since the beginning of the season. And Chicago's been consistently bad. Yes. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> the problem with him is he's 6,700. That's the problem. I, I would love to use him, but I can't I can't use him and discount Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, who's $700 cheaper. I can't use him and discount Hunter Renfro, who's almost $2,000 cheaper. It's a cost analysis thing with me. But we'll see. Tight ends. Pick Paul one. Come at 3,000, <laughs> 9.1 points. I've got him at 3X. Tyler Conklin. Yep, same price, same points. Don't care. <laughs> I'm going to use, I'm going to look at the team that I can think is going to get better action against a tight end. I think Cole Komet gets better action at Pittsburgh than Conklin gets at Baltimore. So I'm probably going to use a lot of Cole Komet. Who do you like this week? Uh, this week, um, if I'm just looking at prices and tight ends, Again, you really do not want to spend up on tight ends if you can help it. You don't. I mean, don't even do it. Kelsey's the most expensive one. He's up to seven. He's at seven k. He's down because of his recent usage, but it's still really high. And even Mark Andrews is fifty five. I just don't see a need to do it. No. Listen, if you can spend thirty nine hundred dollars and get CJ Uzoma, why on earth would you spend five k on anybody? Yeah, exactly. So who do you like then? I'm sorry, uh, so, I cut you off there, but who no, do you like? So, uh, so I do like Uzuma, so you would be paying up for him. Uh, Dan Arnold playing Buffalo. He's only 3,400. I do that's like only 500 more than Uzuma. Yeah. I mean, that's that's reasonably close. Yeah, that's that is close. And then, you know, this is my problem with Mo Ali Cox. There's some games he looks phenomenal, and there's other games they don't use him at all. Yep. So that's that's my problem with him. And he's 3,300, 3, uh, but he is playing yep. Monday. So that's just something to keep in mind. I mean, the same thing could be said for Jared Cook. Um, Dan Arnold, same problem. Dan Arnold's going up against Buffalo. I would not use Dan Arnold this week, although I just picked him up in a league because somebody was like, hey, you know, one of your tight ends is off and the other one's got COVID, right? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I picked up Dan Arnold. Um, but I wouldn't I wouldn't use Dan Arnold in DFS this week. Um, I just, I feel like we went into the season saying it's either, it's got to be either Kelsey it's it's Kelsey. Um, uh, what's the other guys? Um, Kittle was outside the top three. Andrews. Yep. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Those were the three you had to target. I don't have any of them getting value. Not right the now. Value no. a tight end. If you can find the one guy who's under four K 
who's going to get you the nine or ten points, you got to use them. And this week in my head, it's Comet, Conklin, or Cox. It's the C's. It's there Cole Comet. <laughs> it's Tyler Conklin. It's Mo Alley Cox, or it's Jared Cook. I've got all four of those guys at nine points. Who of those four guys do you think is definitely going to make it to nine points? In my head, it's Cole Komet. But whichever one you're most confident in, that's the one to use. That's the way you look at it. Yeah, and I just don't think Cole Komet has caught a touchdown yet this season. So it could happen at any time. Defense, the metric says use the Titans. I tell you, if you use the Titans, you might as well just mail me your money. (laughs) I'm looking at the Panthers. The Panthers are 2,600. They're playing New England. They're at home. I think New England's improving, but I think I can trust the Panther defense to stop them. So I'm going to be using the Panthers. Who do you like at defense? Uh, This week, and I know I'm going to sound biased, I'm looking at the Bengals. I know that the Jets game, problem with the Jets game is every week, players look at records, and I think they look past teams. Also, you know, the Bengals had no prep work for the, for what's his name, White, the quarterback. Mm -hmm. Very little to no prep work on any kind of film to study him, so... The Bengals are playing a divisional game with the Browns, who they play constantly. So I think they will have a bounce-back game this week against Cleveland. Yeah, I agree. Final thoughts, Craig. Believe it or not, we've been on for almost an hour. Wow. It goes by so fast. And, and particularly when I'm like, we gotta, we got to move it. Schnell, schnell. <laughs> uh, what you, for, what's your final thought this week? For me this week, you know, if you're out and you – Realize you should not drive. Please don't do it and use oh Uber God, or Lyft. Seriously. That's really mine. <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's no shame in it. Just every a lot of people do it. Just Or call somebody. That's all. Just be like, hey, I can't drive right now. <laughs> you know? Craig is the guy I call. <laughs> and that's just honest to God truth. Which leads me to my final thought. We have to send birthday wishes to the co-creator of this crazy thing and the guy who inspired this. Our dear friend Craig celebrates a birthday this week. It's, Thank you. I don't know, probably the 15th anniversary of his 29th birthday, I think it is. Something around there. Yeah. Somewhere that's around right. there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we always Thank say you. the legend about how, what was this, seven years ago, I was sitting at Two Roads having a burger monster with him, and I literally looked at him and I said, listen, I found leverage. All you need to do is identify who's going to outperform their salary, save money there, and then you can buy expensive players like (laughs) Drew Brees (laughs) and win money playing daily. And Craig's response wasn't, you know what? That sounds interesting. I'm going to sign up. His response was, we should turn this into a podcast. (laughs) And now here we are five plus years later in our fifth season, and we're still doing this. So a very happy birthday to our co-creator, Craig, um, who does not get enough credit for all the stuff he does behind the scenes. Craig has always been the quieter of the two of us because I'm such yep. a dominating, dominating vocal presence. But uh, yeah, this show is literally <laughs> impossible without his input and his work. So we want to send him a very special uh, happy birthday wish. We are taking him out Sunday for IHOP because I- I'm not sure why. Why do we go to IHOP? Um, because a long time ago, I realized that no one goes to IHOP when the time changes, which is around my birthday. Right. So the clocks change, we, you know, fall back. So people are still asleep. So, you know, it's a lot quieter there in the morning. (laughs) But there's so many good breakfast places in our area. Why IHOP? Um, 
You know why? Because it's the one time I go to it a year. So okay, it's really. And then we're gonna take him to an escape room. That's right. Because we need to mentally exhaust ourselves before we sit down this Sunday to watch football. And we're undefeated in in uh, escape rooms. Just saying. This. What, what are we up to now? Um, Five, six. Oh, geez. There was a museum. There was a we museum. The there was a subway. A, a subway. There was a. Uh, what do you call it? Like a uh, we the one where We've we had to like crawl five. crawl through a wall. Oh, the Lost the Temple one. Lost yeah, temple. that was that was hard on my knees. That was a good one. You literally had to crawl through a crawl space between two rooms. That was that was crazy. But we've done like five of them, and we have a crew that has never lost one of these rooms, um, which is kind of a lot of pressure because as this street goes on, <laughs> everyone <laughs> gets a little more desperate. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I just remember, I'll, I'll, two second story. I remember this one about the Lost Temple one. I was sitting, and it's a crew of six of us. It'll be eight of us for this this time, which means if we lose, we can blame Sean because Sean is bringing him and his wife, and Done. they'll be the ones that cost it. Yeah, it's easy. <laughs> but we were in the Lost Temple one, and we hit a wall, like quite literally. And I just remember saying to, I remember yelling over to Craig, the most, and it, the most random things. You've never done an escape room. The most random conversations happen in escape rooms. I remember yelling at Craig, do you know chess moves? And Craig looked at me and went, what? <laughs> and I went, chess moves. If I say king to B5, do you know what that means? And he went, yeah, like I was an idiot. Because I just realized the chessboard that Craig was standing next to <laughs> was the next puzzle. And I thought I had figured it out. So now I'm screaming across a room of eight people. <laughs> Queen to D6, and Craig is just moving pieces, and it was the weirdest thing. Craig moves the last piece, and that's when we realized there were magnets in the bottom of the pieces. <laughs> Craig moves the last piece. The board, like, lifts a foot in the air, and the door behind us slides open. It was hysterical because everybody else was looking at other things, and Craig and I were just yelling at each other. Everybody's like, just ignore them. They have no idea what they're fucking doing. <laughs> and it was well, I mean, that's usually what happens, so... <laughs> but that's it. I mean, we go. I go back to that very first one we did the museum. Mm -hmm. We uncovered a secret, uh, secret compartment, and inside was a small, what looked like a remote control paddle. And our friend Tom immediately took it out, looked at the paddle, looked at Craig, and went, "Figure this out." <laughs> we turned our backs on Craig. Thirty seconds later, Craig went done, and a wall slid open. <laughs> oh, that's right. I I use the uh, look at the camera to drive a remote control car into like a little garage nook thing. Took him not only 30 seconds to figure out that's what he needed to do, but to do it. <laughs> like, he's got no point of reference. This thing could be backwards from his control. Or it could be sideways. We have no idea. <laughs> but 30 seconds later, a door panel slides open and Craig goes, Don. So I'm very much looking good. forward to getting back <clears throat> into one of those with you. If, if you're good, good at times. stuff like analytics, definitely do it. Get yourself a group of friends that have all been vaccinated. Don't invite Aaron Rodgers or his or, or Shaba Ranks or whoever the hell his voodoo priestess is. <laughs> Just go do it. Don't don't call Marie LeBeau. Just go nope. do it. That's right. They're fun. But you, but you know what you should do? In addition to booking your, your first ever escape room, you should go to wherever you find us and leave us a review. We're on most of the major podcast directories at this point, particularly Apple, but we're on most of them. And a five-star review goes a long way for us to furthering the content that we bring you. We'd also like to hear from you. Reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com via email. On Facebook, we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. Are we, is it still Facebook? Isn't it Meta? 
I, what, whatever it is. Maybe, maybe I think. On, on Zuckerberg World, <laughs> that's what we are. But reach out to us. We love to hear from you. We are way over time because, listen, NFL, settle down. That was a big week. All y'all. Big week. And next week, we're going to have nothing. Next week, we're going to be like, Craig, spend 15 minutes. Tell me about your beer. Because <laughs> it was jam-packed this week. But we thank you for joining us. I thank Craig for Hall's extraordinary work. Enjoy you. your time off. Thank you. Because I know you took time off from work, right? I did. Oh, I did. I did. I'm off till Tuesday. Right. Stay mostly sober. Uh, um, I will. That's a lie. But that's beside the point. (laughs) Until next week, we thank you for joining us. We say hi to Deb. Hi, Deb. Always almost forget that. Who is also part of our escape room crew. I know she's excited. She's probably literally doing stretches in her living room right now about about this going to an escape room. But probably. um, Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignuts Podcast. (laughs) 